Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. On today's episode, I'm joined by Mickey Khan and Tyler Pleewe to discuss the 2004 movie Spider-Man 2. So I thought it was really interesting that we talk about this movie after No Way Home came out. I don't know why it prompted me to bring this movie back into our lives, but I believe it to be the best movie in the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy, and I believe it to be a pretty underrated superhero movie. We'll get into it. We'll break it down. Here we go. Get me Spider-Man! Cue the music. Alright, we're here with Spider-Man, joined by Mickey and Tyler. How are we doing? How are we feeling about breaking down Spider-Man today? I'm excited. I have <clears throat> some things I need to get off my chest. In, in like a bad way? I, you know, I'm, I'm not excited for what I'm about to do to this movie. <laughs> wow, oh, dude. It's wow. a nice hot take. Alright. Yeah. Alright, I'll give the basic background <clears throat> of the movie and then we'll get into it. Spider-Man 2 was released on June 30th, 2004. Spider-Man is beset with troubles in his failing personal life as he battles brilliant scientist Dr. Otto Octavius. Written by Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Alfred Goh. Directed by Sam Raimi. Starring Tobey Maguire, Alfred Molina, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Rosemary Harris, J.K. Simmons, Elizabeth Banks, Bill Nunn, and Willem Dafoe. It cost $139 million to make and made $789 million at the box office. It was nominated for three Oscars, winning one, Visual Effects, also nominated Best Achievement in Sound Mixing and Sound Editing. So, describe the first time you saw it and what it was like for you guys. Ty, you want to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Uh, So, I was a kid. I mean, this movie came out when it was... Mm, what was I? Right? 2004. So what would I be? Uh, 12. And I'm pretty sure my parents took me to the theater with this, like a cheap Tuesday sort of situation. Cheapy Tuesday thing. Do you remember if you had seen the first one before? Yeah. No, I definitely saw the first one before. Okay. Um, but like vivid memories of, I brought it up before, the home theater in the basement at my OG home here in St. A. Uh we we we'd binge watch these trilogy trilogies like we'd like pop popcorn six o'clock we start watching these movies or even maybe earlier like five o'clock with the, the the fam and we would just binge watch three spider-mans it was sick really times cool yeah and you even enjoyed the third one N- no not the third <laughs> one it was pretty it yeah was really it's really cringy, bad it's really, really bad uh but, you know, as a kid, I just, like, enjoyed, like, the whole, like, wow, that's so sick. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Uh, rewatching it, like, I don't know. You, like, pick up on things that you don't pick up as when you're a kid, when you probably watch these. Um, it's got some really deep messages in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aunt May, we were just watching it a little bit before uh, before this pod, me and Ben. And, man, Aunt May spit some bars yeah. in yeah. this. Yeah. She Aunt May is, is awesome in this. Yeah, she's like I think this is the best version of Aunt May, or the most fleshed out version of Aunt May. Yeah, yeah, like, we were we were kind of talking about that yeah. too, and I I agree. I was 
initially like man i would I, like kind of like a little bit for me like cringy a little bit at the beginning with like her screaming and a little bit over the top like in, in the first movie or no, no uh, in this one too yeah. like when she he doc ock first like captures her right right i was like oh my god but like she she redeems herself in it and she lays down some really deep stuff yeah so uh, a lot of appreciation for that mm-hmm. but what yeah. was it like for you first time you saw it I don't remember the first time I saw it super vividly. I've definitely seen this a couple times leading in uh, this pod. I think the first time I watched it, so this came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. When did Spider-Man 3 come 07. out? 07. 07? Because I feel like I watched Spider-Man 3 in theaters, and by that time I had like caught myself up on like Spider-Man 1 and 2. Mm. So, so you watched Spider-Man 3 first, and then you did the other No, two. no. I, oh. I watched Spider-Man. I didn't see the other two in theaters. The only one I saw oh, in I theaters okay. was 3. But oh, I watched. Okay. I caught myself up. And I remember, like, I don't know. I was super young, and everybody just told me that, like, Spider-Man 2 is just better. And growing up, I thought that until now, Spider-Man 2 was the best Spider-Man movie, and, like, that was the standards. But this movie was the standard that we held Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies up to, and I don't think that either of those movies surpassed this Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. And really, guys, like, I I don't want to dip my toes too deep into stuff we're going to talk about later, but it really puts things into perspective now that we're in the new era of Spider-Man, now that we have, like, the Tom Holland Spider-Mans and the MCU Spider-Mans, it, like, really puts things into perspective when it comes to this movie. Mm-hmm. It's... <clears throat> people, like, really rip on the amazing Spider-Mans, and I think they actually got some life after No Way Home. Like, people started, like, coming on social media and being, like, defending them. Oh, hey, found, yeah. yeah. Are we gonna... Right. Are we... Sure, are we gonna do a spoiler warning for No Way Home for this pod? Fuck no, man. It's been like a month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half, dude. Yeah, if you yeah, haven't seen I mean, it, I don't feel bad for you. It made like $1.3 million. I don't feel bad for you. I'm pretty sure everybody saw this We're movie. going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you haven't seen No Way Home, stop listening to this. Smack yourself in the face. Go watch No Way Home and come back. We'll wait here. We'll be right here for you. And don't then don't worry, ever man. listen to my podcast ever again. It's been a month and a half, man. Sorry. Sorry. If you're a real fan, like, you're not just waiting for it. Yeah, that is Sorry. true. Yeah. Anyways, go on with your Spider-Man No Way Home. When Andrew Garfield comes through those rings, Tobey Maguire comes through those rings, people went insane. I went yeah. insane. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Garfield... I always liked the Amazing Spider-Mans. I think more than like I, like they were. It was what it was. I just didn't really understand why people ripped them all the time. Like the Gar- Amazing Spider-Man Two is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, I like the first awful. one. The first one was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I had already seen that story before, but I don't know Garfield's a great actor. It's they've always done this thing where Toby's the better Peter, Andrew's the better Spider-Man, and Tom Holland is the best both. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys? Th- why do you guys think that Tobey Maguire people like so they just latch on to him as Spider Man? He's the first one. Like man. He's OG. We had they made three movies about this guy, and it's mm-hmm. like you look back and you just, that's he's the first one. It's just like kind of like your Batman, right? Mm-hmm. There's been so many Batmans, and then you just look back and like, oh, well, he's the OG. But this guy did the best performance, and this guy 
did the worst job or whatever, right? I don't know. Like, uh, on the last Q&A we did, somebody asked, like, who's the best Spider-Man? And I think you put it really well, Ben, when you were just like, don't overthink it, guys. It's Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Like, it's really as simple as that. Like, we have superior Spider-Man, like, movies now. And it mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. Who who made the better entrance in No Way Home for the reveal of Andrew like, Garfield? Probably Garfield. Garfield. Garfield's Garfield yeah, was yeah. so much better than yeah. Toby McTobey. Toby sticks to the roof uh, to the roof and Zendaya's like, that's not good enough. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is good enough. Is, yeah. <laughs> Do you think people freaked out more though, like when Andrew Garfield showed up or Toby McGuire? For me it was that was the same. Yeah. There was yeah, an eruption. It was kind of hard to tell. Yeah. I didn't have that in our theater. Even though it was a packed theater, people didn't really react. Like, people went more like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, my like God. People were losing like, their mind in my theater. I was theater. really, like, I haven't seen. Were people clapping? Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Not, not since Captain America lifted Thor's hammer had I seen, like, a, a reception like that. Like, an ovation in a movie theater like that. I love and, that. And other than that... I have a hard time thinking about the last time I saw that much clapping in the, in the middle of a movie too. Like, yeah, that's rare. That's, yeah, it's good. It makes makes a movie memorable. So, Gosh. what makes this movie Spider Man Two, like the one we're talking about, the OG one, relevant? Like, how do you think? Why do you think we're talking about this today? Well, I think there's a misconception that this is one of the best like superhero movies of the 21st century, or like that this is still somehow one of the best spider-man movies and well i'm here to put all of that away (laughs) because like that's just not true anymore Mm. because this was like this was the measuring stick for like what 10 years when did civil war come out like 2014 Mm -hmm. 15 Mm -hmm. like up until then this really was the best spider-man movie which is kind of shocking now because i think they've made three better ones since four if you count civil war that's not a spark. I'm talking like their own movie. Yeah, okay, but like Spider-Man is still like a substantial part of Civil War. And but it's like, not his so it's not his movie, so I wouldn't even put it in there. Fair. But I still think Spider-Man is better in is better executed in that movie, and obviously Civil War is a much like farther superior. Can we talk like the infamous Marvel tier list that I made for this podcast? I I'm looking at it right now, and before watching Spider-Man 2 for this pod. I probably would have thought that it belonged in, like, the very great or great category. Maybe not, like, top, top tier, but it would have been up there. And after, like, going through it for the pod, like, man, I think the movies that it really belongs with are, like, Iron Man 2. Mm. (laughs) Oh. Ant-Man. Okay. Like, I I really... it really did not hold up as well as I thought it would, honestly. And I'm real. I'm looking forward to talking about why. Interesting. I've heard a lot of like, watched a lot of like YouTube video essays. Just like, like this movie is like so amazing. Like, it's like a, such a great. Like, what I love the most. What I love the most about an MCU movie, and what I when I rank it really good is if you take it out of the MCU, and you just throw it as its Stand own movie. Alone. Standing alone. How 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 good is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, I think, is good just on its own. Yeah? It tells a story with Thane. Like, we watched it today, me, you, and Hannah, and she got the whole thing, and she literally had no idea what was happening. No, like, I know. Pre, she had no context of anything, and she was, like, understood the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like, Marvel movies aren't, like, overly celebrated for their realism. 
I think if you want a super realistic movie, like superhero movie, you got to go with like the Nolan Batmans or like, I don't know, maybe like one or two. No, probably just Logan. I was going to say one or two X-Men movies, but probably just Logan. Yeah. But like for when it comes to like realism and stuff, like that's where this movie really lacks for me. Like <laughs> this just feels really campy and cartoony. Superhero-y. And like yeah. for the time, like... It's 2000, 2004? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and superhero movies weren't huge yet. This is still pre, this pre-Batman Begins, pre-Iron Man. Like, this was really groundbreaking stuff. I think it put, like... But still, it was just silly. Other than Batman, there was not really superhero movies that came out, though. Yeah. Like, right? like this kind the of... The Amazing Spider-Man new- really, like... Shook the world. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is like it. Sorry, sorry. Put, put, Spider-Man, not the Amazing Spider-Man. But it's Spider-Man. Put superhero movies on the board. Because then, what did we get? At, start getting after that. You know, like the Fantastic Four, which was freaking flop. Then uh, Green Lantern, which was a flop. Right. Hulk. And then it, right. Hulk yeah. flop. Right. And then all these superhero movies started coming out. Well, two, no, Spider-Man 2005, we get Batman Begins, and then I think that's when. And then that's people when people start to like realize, yeah. like, oh shit. Oh wait, we can you actually can, do something. You can make a superhero right? movie, and you can make it a really good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it put, I think it put it on the board, but I think Spider-Man Two stood out more than the first one. <clears throat> because a, it's more a little bit more mature and it's not that classic Spider-Man beginning that we always hear about but you know Peter Parker's uncle passes away okay you know and it's like the origin stories are so it's so it, yeah. it's being told so many times and we don't want like we're tired of it mm-hmm. um, which is why I have a lot of respect for like the new Spider-Mans where it's like they just got rid of that and it was like straight into they just assume all these th- things that we know, that you know already. his story already um, but this one the, st- the story's being told of how he's been and now we have like this let's just tell yeah, a story is- other than him becoming Spider-Man yeah which is what makes it work very well I think it's really I think the biggest what hasn't aged very well or like what I always will always hold it back for me is that Tobey Maguire who's like the main character is saved from by a lot of other things in the movie that makes like that holds it up mm. and it's that's that's a tough look as your like lead character that he's getting held up by like Doc Ock's performance is better Jay Jonah Jameson's performance is better I like Sam Raimi's direction I like this I like some of the cinematography in this movie like there's so many things that should be your lead actor being like the I'm driving this ship I'm carrying us kind of you know what I but mean but he doesn't but he doesn't yeah. and Tobey Maguire I have thoughts about him too he's just extremely I don't know, he's just not a very good actor. And <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. He's just annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. He's very. Like, people who complain and don't find solutions are whiners, and that's what he is. Like, if you're going to complain, you better go out there and find solutions. And I find Tobey Maguire's acting chops is just refers to the whiny. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, he was like, uh, he was. Historically, like the story goes, that like he was horrendous to like work with during yeah. during the production of the Spider Mans, and like he was he almost got kicked out. And yeah, it was supposed to be him. It was supposed to be Gyllenhaal was going to fill in Spider Man Two because he's just, Toby was being such a dick. Yeah, interesting. I think like Alfred Molina. I really think Doc Ock's performance is a really good character, and it has held up really well. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. like that. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. He's trying to do good, but it's bad. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, it's just like, like mind control for like, most of the movie, too. Yeah, but like, you know how Thanos is like trying to do something that is. He genuinely it, thinks it's a good it's, idea. Nah, it's, it's bro, good. We're good. Not it's doing like the lesser right evil. Now. No, no, no. no but like, Thanos good. doesn't have another like agency controlling him. It's just him. Like, yeah, so we're not saying that he's compared to Thanos. It's I, I just know, the same, like the same motive. I feel like, like you're like, giving the care. Like, I don't want to take anything away from the performance of like Alfred Molina. Like, that's obviously that's awesome, and that speaks for itself. But like, if you want to talk about the character, like Otto Octavius and his motivations, you have to talk about his motivations, and you have to talk about the mechanical arms motivations. I see what you're because saying. Arms it's, control yeah. him. For over Art. half of this movie. Yeah. And when and he's doing the evil. bad shit, yeah. it's because of the arms. And when he's doing the good shit, it's because of him. That's what makes him a really interesting character. Yeah. But why do the arms want to make this thing then again? Because they're an artificial intelligence. They don't... They only think, like, rationally, calculatively, and without emotion. So do They don't you think, think about the safety of the city of New York. But they do you think... best without thinking about anything, other people's lives or anything. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, but... In- so Doc Ock, you don't think Doc Ock also had a, a, a say in that, saying that like, hey, like I'm trying to create whatever reusable energy, fusion energy or whatever. This is gonna save us power. Like this is gonna solve our power issue. Mm-hmm. I feel Do you like think the, that's not something that is like, hey, like we have a pollution-free energy source here. This is huge breakthrough. This I'm doing something good for the world. I, don't, I think the movie kind of leads us to believe that like Otto gains control when he decides to drown the reaction. Like when he decides to put an end to it is when he really comes around and it's not the tentacles controlling him anymore. Now it's Otto. Like when he becomes good, it's Otto. But do you, but before that, before he realized that it was at an uncontrollable state, do you think he was still trying to do the right, like the right thing of creating this reusable energy? Like, no, you don't, still don't think no. he was in his right mindset? No, okay. no, I Interesting. don't. You no. think he would say, no, we would never even do this, try this again because it failed the first time and it's just not yes. worth risking he, it. Yes. Okay. Like, he is he is visibly hesitant about going forward with the plan. And, like, you can kind of see it's tough because, you know, the, the arms don't have lines. So, like, it's, it's inner thoughts. It's, like, soliloquies. Which mm-hmm. is, I enjoy that about movies when they get a little Shakespearean and mm-hmm. stuff. But like, I, the I like my reaction to it and the way that I understand it is that like, he thought it would be best to table it, and it's the arms that convince him. No, the real crime would be not to do this. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair point. All right, do you guys Appreciate have anything it. else to hit on before we hit the categories, or can we break it down? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll break it down. All right, we're back with the categories, starting with category one, Mount Rushmore. We're going to give our top four scenes. I'm going to give my top four, and you guys are going to bring in anything I didn't mention. The first one I have is the bank robbery fight where Toby and Doc Ock fight. Interesting. And they, he pulls Aunt May and they fight on like the Side apartment the building or whatever. Sick. I think it's cool. And I think it's even cooler that Rosemary Harris did her own stunts. I for, didn't know and, that. And uh, Alfred Molina didn't. <laughs> didn't they try to convince him to do more stunts? And then he was like, to? I'm not good at it. Like get someone else to do it. So they got some the stunt doubles to do it. That's insane to you know, me. That's, oh, that's, 
I'm sad because I think that's kind of detrimental to the movie because I think the CGI in this movie oh, is really bad. I agree. Yeah, it's so, so noticeable because it's 2004. I know it's so old, and I understand like technology isn't the same as it was back then. And uh, the Matrix, no, we should not hold every movie in the early 2000s to the standard of the Matrix, but like. Yeah, it's bad. The Matrix. <laughs> that movie so still better. impresses me. Yeah. Till yeah. T- today. And that was made twenty years ago. It's insane. Right, it's Sorry. Yeah. Keep going, bro. Uh, I th- I really like the scene with Peter and Aunt May when she's moving out. Love and that. And we watched that today. We did, and together. I love that we both, scene. Yeah, sad and sad. I almost just, cried, dude. Yeah, it's a really powerful scene, it and is. I. Yeah, it's the one of the only. It's like the only dialogue scene I would like in this movie. Mm-hmm. All the other scenes I like are just like the like the train. My next one is the train scene. That that's You're probably great. Yeah, that's probably the best one, and it's like a really famous scene, and mm-hmm. a lot of people put it up there as like really goaded action scenes in a superhero movie. Like it is really good. It's like it grips you, man. Yeah, yeah. So pulls you in, and you'll. I've it's a realistic. It. It's a realistic. Sounds weird. It's a realistic fight, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. you can hijack a train, and it's gonna. And if you don't stop it, people are gonna die. Like yeah. that could happen, kind yeah, of thing. Like for me, it's not the action that like it's a really cool fight, and like it's a really cool action set piece. But for me, it's not the action that makes it an incredible scene. What makes it an, an incredible scene is like the people of New York catching him before he falls and then coming together and bringing him into the train and lying him down gently and all vowing to conceal his identity for him and the people coming together for spider-man like that is really really freaking cool because they portray lit like new york city in this movie they portray the people to be such assholes man yeah (laughs) and then you're like man new york they're a bunch of they they suck i don't want to go there and then this they're like Oh, wow, they actually got some compassion to For it. some reason, Spider-Man is really polarizing in this yeah. movie, and, like, not everybody likes Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. that's a Spider-Man... That's a superhero motif, though. True. Yeah. But, like, when... That's what... And it makes it even better when they pull him onto the train, and they all go, mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Like, well, I promise we'll keep... Your, here's your mask. Like, mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I quite like... The end fight and the end conversation with uh, Doc Ock and Spider Man. He has him choked out. Mm, That's yeah. a good one. And, and Toby talks him out of it. And then shout outs a little bit. The elevator bit with Spider Man. Yeah. And the dude. Oh like, my <laughs> god! I'm so glad you did that. It's like not <laughs> quite a scene. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nice suit. <laughs> Thanks. A little tight in the crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Great one. I made it myself. I made it myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great one. Um, those are mine for what do you guys have. That's not quite a scene, though. That's why I left it out. I think okay. it's like literally 10-second t- dialogue. Um, I had any scene with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh my that's pretty good. I really think he's the best part of he this is. movie. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, especially, like, I wrote down... J. Jonah Jameson in the costume seems like a metaphor for this whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I don't know how to elaborate on that, but that just that just feels like we pushed him away. Feels like, right to me. Whatever. Um, the scene with Uncle Ben, where he has that like vision, and I just want to lead that, and because immediately after there's the iconic, and I say iconic because they recreated this basically frame by frame with an actual super iconic shot, like panel of Spider-Man, 
where he's walking away down the alley and yeah. the shoot is in the garbage. Yeah. Like that. I we think, talked about that shot also earlier. When it, when it yeah. comes to adapting comic books to movies, I think it's really important to do stuff like that. The foreshadowing in that scene too, when it cuts to black and you just see the white eyes of the Spidey suit. I don't know. If like the you, Venom. And like it's a Venom foreshadowing for Spider-Man 3. Word. Really well Word. done. Really I well loved done. that. And I also, so like I would like J. John Jameson, I wasn't super serious about. The Uncle Ben scene was in my Mount Rushmore and the other one I had was I love the scene where Peter tells Aunt May about Uncle Ben. Yeah, that's a good one. That's too. a good one. That's yeah. a good one too. Okay. We were talking about that earlier. Like, does she? Do you think she has the right to be mad? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So hang I on. Think so too. I'm. I, it's been a while since I saw Spider Man three, but I'm pretty sure in Spider Man three he tells Aunt May that he's Spider Man. See, I was talking about this with Ben, and he said no that he. Never I thought the whole time she never himself. knows in this, but in the other movies, like the Tom Holland Garfield one. No, she no, no. Knows. I'm pretty sure in the third one he tells her, and she says, "I know." Like, yeah, yeah so she like, knows for yeah. sure. Dude, so that, like in this movie, like knowing what you know in the third one, she knows that he's Spider-Man, but he's pretending, but she's pretending that she doesn't. Yes. So like that so, whole scene with her talking about there's a hero the inside of all of yes. us. She's straight up just like yeah, telling him that like, like I know. Out loud, like, yeah. Just yes. getting right to it. Which yeah. and that you know what? I I agree. Like Aunt May Man, are Aunt May and J. Jonah Jameson the best parts of this movie? Yes. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. Anna Molina, I would say, too. I like Yeah, I like Oh, Jonah. yeah. yeah. No, the he, three of them. He, yeah, he's yeah. great. He's a great villain. He's, huh? a little, he's a little cringy, like, at the very beginning. Before he becomes Doc Ock, yeah. he's a little cringy. But then after that, it's He's awesome. a dorky scientist. Yeah. Whatever. So was, so was Parker. Okay. Um, That's what I had. I only had, like, one honorable mention, because you, you guys both hit mm-hmm. all those scenes. Um, but... <laughs> The whole buildup of him, like, on the building, thinking, like, trying to get his powers back. He's like, he jumps, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> and then he just takes this wicked fall, and he just, like, my back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and walks away, I'm just, the, like, holding his I, back. I was going to say this for what's up with that, but fuck it, I'm getting into it. This guy jumps off of an <laughs> like, apartment building. <laughs> crashes down the side of the fire escape like uh, sure maybe he grabs a clothesline or whatever yeah lands on two cars the cars are fine cars are absolutely fine and he says my back and walks it off we still spider-man strength strength to a point yeah like not to what the standard is a fucking apartment (laughs) like a 10-story building like like is Captain America just going to jump off? I guess he jumped out of a plane with no parachute. Yeah. All right. All right, fine. You win. You Get win this one. Category two, what still works? I put themes. I like the themes of the movie. And mm. uh, I like the Aunt May part Peter theme. Like the. I, I kind of had something similar, too. It's like everything is just out of reach for Peter in this movie. Yeah. Everything. If he wants a drink, it disappears before he can I get it. I love that. If he wants a snack, if he wants anything, it's just that if far he wants Mary Jane, just him. step away, like all this, all these yeah. things, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Um, that is cool. I like the villain motifs, like the motives, sorry, not the motifs, motives. Yes. I think, I think Harry has a good, obviously has a really good motive too. Actually, yeah, he yeah. does. Like, James Franco's a piece of shit. 
yeah, fuck as that a guy. human being, but his performance as Harry is pretty decent, and his Harry's character has good motives to be upset with Peter. I I I don't know. I don't know if I even agree with that. Really, I didn't. I didn't love Franco's performance in this movie. Mm. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll get more into it later. I'm not gonna. Well, lie. like just breaking down him is like obviously he's a horrible person, but I'm not think, saying putting that into my. Yeah, I and I'm. But you don't think he, that being said, I actually say that with no bias towards no. James Franco. Whatsoever. You you don't think his right? Or, sorry, you don't think he has the right to be upset at Peter that I don't like the way he goes him. about it mm. at all. Like, one second, I'll just be like, oh, hey, you're my best friend. Happy birthday. Hey, do you know Spider-Man? Hey, where's Spider-Man? I got to talk to him. Yeah. He's a very, like, he has daddy issues. Yeah, I guess. Like, he is very, like, he, no one, he's the classic rich, he's the classic suburban rich white boy that that got I, looked I over in the has, system, dude. He because he can get whatever he wants. I would say he has more. But he has no role models. I, I think he's more of like a great Gatsby type where he's like, he just has this big, beautiful, giant house with nobody to share it. Yeah. He's alone. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he has dead. no role models, male role models either. Yeah. His dad's not the greatest. It was probably working all the time. No mom greatest. either. Yeah, no yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I can just see it. Uh, the standalone quality. I like it. Okay. I like it. The standalone movie quality. Love it. This is the best suit, I think. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite aesthetically pleasing looking suit. Really? Yeah, Spider-Man suit. Wow. Wow. It is so... It looks so It's just classic, man. It looks like the comic books. This same suit that uh, Toby wears in... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's just classic. I don't know. I just like it. I'm, I'm, I'm more... I always push back on people's only love for Toby is nostalgia. Like, that's their only argument is nostalgia. I'm like, okay, well... No, I don't know. Like, give me some more arguments. Yeah. Anyways, but I do like this suit. Maybe strictly. That's the one thing I'll say on nostalgia. Why I like this suit. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like the blue and the red. It pops really nice. He just looks good in it. Okay. Um, I'll tell you. It. I think it's far superior to Garfield's suit. Yeah. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I like the screenplay and the pace of the movie. I think it does a good job. Stanley writes a good script, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, <laughs> screenplay pace. I really quite enjoy it. Aunt May. Awesome. Her performance is amazing. Yeah. And the best fleshed out Aunt May character. Mm. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Spider-Man, like the amazing Spider-Man, I hardly remember. And, and the Tom Holland one, she just died, which was really powerful. But still, like, you don't really get that much out of her. No. Yeah. Um, and I, I wrote down the elevator bit that we had talked about. Yep. As well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you guys got anything else still works? You hit them all for me, like, just to... To reiterate what you kind of said, but the uh, whole Spider-Man like villain and their message, I, or their whatever they're trying to to do, Convey. yes. So um, that I think it works really well still in this. And that was it that I had. I I liked the they were there was a little bit of effort to like bring the comic book pages to life like spider-man delivering pizza yeah and like uh, that's a the, great that's a great little side character too is uh the guy that he works for and it's like a bunch of brand dudes working in an italian restaurant <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we were talking about that earlier that's hilarious <laughs> yeah he's um uh peter you're just lazy <laughs> Um, we talked about everything else, but so this is a question I have, and I didn't know whether to put it for what still works or cringe moments, but do we like broke Spider-Man or rich Spider-Man more? I, I saw a meme. Why is Spider-Man always 
broke. He literally Spider Man. He could just he could just fucking walk up to a guy and be like, "Give me your money, I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> that that goes against yeah. his oh, whole because yeah. like for some heroism. Spider Man's always been broke my entire life until like, he's also sixteen, seventeen. No, I, I mean like in but terms it's not even of him, like in terms of me. telling the story traditionally, like Peter Parker is just like a super broke dude and like he has this shitty apartment and that's kind of the juxtaposition of that's that's why people love Spider Man because Spider Man is just a kid. He's just a like, regular dude. He's the most like easy to identify with Marvel characters. Like he doesn't have the He's not Captain America. He's not a billionaire like Tony Stark. Like he's he's just a kid and he goes to school and he has problems with girls just like you and me and like it's anyway, but I really liked it how Tom Holland starts out as like the heir to Tony Stark and he has all this access to all this technology and like he's in a decent spot all of a sudden being like Tony surrogates. They live in a nice place too. Yeah, and it was the first time that like Spider Man, we saw like a not broke Spider Man, yeah. pretty much. And I think I like broke Spider Man. I don't really know which one I like better. Honestly. I think broke Spider Man makes for a better story because we're back to broke Spider Man now. Yeah, like so. Well, we'll I, see. Yeah, I guess we will. Um, let's move on to category three: cringe moments. Oh, um, right. Oh. <laughs> I got a few. Uh, the fire effects. We were when we were watching that fire scene today, <laughs> and it was CGI. <laughs> it looks really bad. It's bad, man. It looks no really smoke. Bad. No, it's not even like coffee. No, <laughs> it's just grabbing freaking door handles that are on yeah, fire. Yeah, what? <laughs> like that's not hot at all. No, yeah. no, it's fine. Um, I'm gonna slowly open this door. <laughs> Tobey Maguire, just in general, is just cringy, man. Like, I just don't like him. Okay. You guys agree on him on an actor? As yes. An actor? Uh, don't love him? Yeah, like, I... Like, I, Nick I, Carraway and Gatsby, he's so annoying, man. Mm. I wouldn't say he's annoying, but he really doesn't bring anything special yeah. to the anything. character. Anything. No. Gatsby. And, no, 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 I don't think so. Um, the James Franco thing. Yeah. Clearly, I don't need to guy. really explain that really <laughs> shitty thing that he did. And then the whole, this is a superhero knock I'll have on superhero movies, like a lot of them, but it happens this movie, so I'll bring it up. The whole Mary Jane can't defend herself bit, I need the guy to save me in everything. And that's the whole reason Toby or Spider-Man does anything is the Green Goblin has my girl. Doc Ock has my girl. James Franco in, or Harry in Spider-Man 3 has my girl. Like, I, mm. She needs to be saved at all times. She can mm. do nothing for herself. She's, She's always fucking, fucking helpless. Princess Peach of this bitch. Yeah. yeah, that's just like a huge. That's why I, girls <laughs> superhero like they have a hard time. They just do a shitty job with that. I In all superhero movies. Yeah. Oh, like they can't yeah. fight for themselves unless they're fucking Captain Marvel or something, you know. Yeah. And that's why I think like Black Widow and like all these superhero characters are like really important to, you know, young girls growing up and stuff like that yeah, because they have some, they have someone to relate to, not just like. You know, my sister can't relate to Spider-Man. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like... You know what I mean? Like, Mary Jane and Spider-Man. Like, oh, I can't fend for myself. So Ever. To rely on somebody else. To and, do I, and I'm a chronic dater, and I can't and I can't do anything. I think they yeah. just do, like... Kirsten Dunst isn't that bad of an actor. She just has to be in a spot to succeed. She just has a good screenplay, or she just has good people around her. Then she can do it. But if she has to, like, pick up the slack... Like, you know, we talked about Denzel picking up the slack. Yeah. She's not really a pick-up-the-slacker. Don't even really knock her for it. Yeah. But, like... This character's it's a hard just, thing to do to be a floor raiser. Yeah. It's uh it's really um just 
some bad screenplay on, and I don't even like. I just feel bad for Kirsten Dunst and Mary Jane's a really shitty written character. Yeah, I like, she can't do anything that. for herself. They're trying to follow the classic comic book, you know, save save the girl, save the girl. Damsel yeah. in distress. Yeah, it's exactly. Story that was told in the seventies and sixties and, and shit. Still yeah. told Spider-Man's today. Spider Man's been around for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. So do you guys have anything else cringe moments? I'll let you guys oh, go. Oh boy, I have a lot of cringe moments. Okay, I, I, let's hear some Mickey, and if it goes on okay. too long, I'll cut it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, like, <clears throat> right off the bat, Marvel has come a long way with its opening credits montage. Yeah, but the, but the first, my dad said the first time he saw the first Spider-Man in theater and saw the credits montage, it was like, people were like, Whoa! Like, like, it was like away. the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Wow. So like respect that. We're really we're really spoiled. The man. second one though, it was so good. But the first one, long. my dad said it was like no one had ever seen that before. Like it was like, yeah. whoa. And now it's just so like common. Like Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man is like the more it's one of the more groundbreaking and like influential superhero movies. Whereas this is like, well, supposedly this is supposed to be one of the greater ones. Like this was the true step up. Anyway, um uh <clears throat> I've just seen it done better so many times. I'm so, I'm sorry to say, and whether it was at the time it was great, it probably was. It's like just the aged credit poorly. montage. Yeah, it's yeah. just aged poorly. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Like, when I think about Marvel, like the credit screens now, I just like I was I had a moment excited when I see those. I had a moment where I was comparing it to like the opening of Infinity War, where like. They changed it all of a sudden where like normally the Marvel movies like they have like the Marvel logos are coming and they have all these like snippets of all the previous movies and it's like really uppity like exciting music. It's like yeah big fight Spider-Man but in Infinity War it's really dreary and like sad. Yeah they cut the saturation and and the color right? No because they're still doing the saturation and the color but like you get the distress call. The audio oh, is Thor yeah. being like, this is not a warship. This is not a warship. Please, somebody save us. And nobody does. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, that, that is, like, what I expect from a Marvel movie opening credit scene now. Like, that's, oh, maybe, you know what? Powerful I'm tainted. Stuff. My fault. Whatever. Um, why does every Spider-Man movie have a graveyard scene? <laughs> it was like seriously like the first six marvel movies or something like that five of them sorry first six spider-man movies five of them have graveyard scenes classic four shot them, to every four of them one. end with funerals like yeah. Yeah. it's so played it's out a classic like, shot of them walking away from the gravestone to every single time it's like them uh, walking to the words camera gravestone in the back and them just looking sad it's, like, it's like watching bruce wayne's parents die in the alley it's like okay guys we've seen this before like, yeah um speaking of things that have uh, come a long way peter and mj scenes yeah they've come a long way yeah. those are really like again tom holland and zendaya are really out here just setting the bar real high because like it does not measure up it's no. not close it's borderline painful honestly I'll mm. say it. The chemistry isn't there. Like, well, they're not very good actors, dude. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <clears throat> Otto Octavius is terrible joke. Which uh, one? Okay. He's like about to do his experiment. He goes, by the way, did anybody's looking for a bunch of oh, rolls yeah. of $20 bills and a rubber band? We found the rubber band. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a terrible joke. It's like, that's yeah. a bad joke. He's right like, yeah, there, that man. is a terrible joke. Why is it in this movie? 
Like, well, what was the point of that? Like, you're doing a demonstration of nuclear fusion. Like, buddy. <laughs> um, I wrote down that the surgery scene is really when you start to realize this movie is incredibly campy and cartoony, and this movie is probably 40% screaming. Like, there's always some, like, 1980s horror movie screaming going on in this movie. And, like, Sam Raimi has a lot of, like, history with doing, like, the Evil Deads. And, like, he has a lot yeah. of horror in his, like, discography. Mm. And that's great. It's that close-up woman ah, with her hands to her yeah. face yeah. and going, ah! Like and then, screamo. Or yeah, a big screamo. He does that a couple times in this, and I have noticed that. Yeah, and I, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate it. Um... This one always grinds my gears. There's one movie where if I see like an iMovie transition, like a wipe cut or like a like dissolve. a dissolve, yeah, yeah. A dissolve, like one of those transitions in between shots and it's the first Star Wars. Like the first Star Wars movie kind of showed that and where they like, like spin and then it's Yeah, like, you know, and yeah. they, they do like that kind of cartoony shit. And it's just like, okay, like that's different. That's cool. Ever since, I'm just like, come on, man, I could do that on my laptop it's called, for free. So me <laughs> doing that shit, it's just it's called laziness. Yeah. Is what it is. It's not you don't have something that can transition these scenes without you like it's like you have nothing else to add, so you have to add this corny transition. In, yeah. And it's just like laziness on the director's part. That's the perfect word. Corny. Yeah. It's corny. And I didn't appreciate it. I think, I believe, I could be wrong, I believe it's right after Doc Ock's monologue. Like, after he gets away from the surgical table, he gets to, he finds his spot where he's going to build the reactor. He decides whether he's going to do it. And then I wrote down, did I just see a wave transition? <laughs> what kind of iMovie shit is this? <laughs> um, uh, the CGI, and I want to caveat that this movie's 18 years old. Like, I get that. But, like, it's, it's noticeable and, like, it sucks. And it's particularly bad for Doc Ock, it's not as noticeable or bad for Spider-Man, like when he's swinging around or like when they're fighting. Doc Ock is so noticeable, yeah. man. He's so CGI. Um, I'll save this next one for uh, for what's up with that. But uh, Peter trying to win MJ back before her wedding, like he's not necessarily wrong. It's a really, really hard thing to do. But I think it was very cringy in the execution. And I don't, that could have been intentional in the writing room, but it's still worth talking about that, like, it came out weird in the performance. I actually, that think, might have been on purpose. I actually think it's a really, really good way to show his character. Okay. That they're kids, man. There's like 19, 20. Like, yeah, super immature, young. man. Hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. And I think that does a really good job of actually showing Peter's immaturity and naiveness so i do think it was it was fine and it's like hard to watch because yeah i don't know he's a kid he doesn't know he's not gonna make the best decisions that's spider-man's thing that's spider-man's mo i'm a kid i'm gonna make really bad decisions yep <laughs> because of maturity and stuff like that right yeah. so yeah todd do you have any other cringe moments um oh so yeah i have two um mine is i cringe the whole walking up out on your wedding day like walking away from the altar cringy as fuck man like 
How can you Seen do that, that to times, somebody? Yeah. Getting left at the altar? Yeah, getting left at the altar. How could you I was watching do this that movie to somebody, like, man. I'm definitely going to get left at the altar. One no, day. man. <laughs> like, I would never do that to asshole. anyone. Yeah. You're an asshole yeah. for doing that. And to lead somebody on to make you, like, to, to think you love them and do all this shit, it's so bad. Like, it... Her character is written so poorly, It's so man. bad. Hey, watch what you say, that, bro. You, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't break the mirror before. What is it? Don't count the chickens before they hatch, my boy. Well, I don't know. I just, I hate that. <laughs> I'm just I hate, messing with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when movies do that when they walk out on that because it just makes you not a like from in my mind a likable character because you're just an oh, asshole. I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, and then another thing that I always cringe at is like. These people have got to have some trauma, man, with, you know, just Doc Ock coming in and just throwing a car at you. Yeah, all these supervillains show up. And you're, you're almost fucking dying. Your life is flashing before all your times. eyes. And they're just like, we love you, Spider-Man. We, you saved our life. No, man, I'd be sitting in the corner crying my ball, like my eyes out, like, holy fuck, I almost died. Imagine, imagine. Okay, you're living in your like little bachelor pad in New York City. We just had a really great night out with the boys, and you wake up on a Sunday morning. You're hungover <laughs> as hell, and you're like, "Man, I don't have any coffee in the house right now. Let me just go outside, and I'm gonna go walk to my coffee shop across. I'm gonna just get myself. Right. You, get, you get your little pajamas on, walk yourself across the street. You're feeling like a fucking corpse, and then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the building next to you explodes and Spider-Man's fighting some people. It's like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah. Why do I live here? <laughs> the cost of living is insane. <laughs> my house keeps getting this ruined. This is horrible for my mental health. <laughs> but yeah, like everybody's just okay with shit going, like blowing up in their face. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, we're cool with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not okay. All right, let's move to category four. Who is the most dateable character and why? I think it's just Aunt May. Mm. I think she's really... Peter, no. MJ, no. Harry, no. Doc Ock, no. Like, J. Jonah Jameson, probably not. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, no. Like, no. Like, it's probably Aunt May. Who's Elizabeth Banks? She's like the secretary. Oh, yeah. That's right. I meant to say shout out yeah. to Elizabeth Banks. She's in not it for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why. I forgot about that. Uh, she's she's hilarious. She's she's awesome. I love her as an actress. Um, but, Same. But yeah, I think it's Aunt May. I I, I had um, Doc Ock's wife. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. A she good has one. a really good scene. They have a really good scene at dinner when they eat dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's she's good like a really down to earth, yeah. loving wife. Mm-hmm. Man, damn, she would be so sick today. That was a good one. Okay, mm-hmm. so guys, and it might just might be out of my age range. <laughs> yeah, this one's one like. He was the most grammable, grammable character. <laughs> uh, so th- this one surprised me. So going into this movie, I thought it was going to be a three horse race between Mary Jane and May and Peter. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I did pluses and minuses. When I saw something good, I gave somebody a plus. When I saw something oh. bad, I gave somebody a minus. So I saw something really good, I gave them a plus plus. You know. So the results were in third place, Peter. Mm-hmm. In second place, Mary Jane. In first place, Aunt May. And how many uh, minuses? Aunt May had no minuses. Yeah. Yeah. Aunt May had no minuses. But I'm going to throw you guys a curveball here. There are two other people 
that I think are even more dateable than Ant Man than the other. Okay. The first, who I don't <coughs> think is the most dateable character, is John Jameson. The, the yeah, guy, that's that's yeah, the yeah, guy that's reporter. supposed to marry. Or, oh, the the astronaut guy. Yes, okay. the astronaut, yeah. the one that's supposed to marry Mary Jane. Oh, okay. yeah. Because like, what did he do? Yeah, yeah he's a loyal guy, man. He was a great dude. He's a loving, her, like, loving. Yeah, boyfriend, goes fiance. to her shows, like treated her like a million dollars. Like he was, he was a good guy. Yeah. But I think the winner of this award is Mary Jane's friend. There's that scene where they go shoe shopping, and she's like. Do you love him? It's like, yeah, I love him. It's like, okay, no, you don't. And then they have that mm-hmm. conversation about like, if you loved him, you would say this and you would feel this. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't want that for you. Like, well, you could tell that she really feels for and loves Mary Jane. Yeah. She wants the best for her. And she's sexy. <laughs> I don't know what scene you're talking about right now. There's, there's, it's just like a blink if you miss it. It doesn't last very long, but they just go shoe shopping, and it's, it must be after like a conflict with Peter or something mm. because her friend can tell that she's still hung up on somebody. She doesn't know who, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, no. I, if you really loved John, if you really wanted to marry him, you would, you would have answered that question differently." So I want to give it to Mary Jane's friend. I don't even know what her name is, but she's bad. Okay. All right. We could go on a date sometime. Let's take a quick break and we'll hit what's up with that. All right, we're back with category five. What's up with that? Where we talk about plot holes and any unanswerable questions we have about the movie. So the first one I had was we uh, we talked about this kind of earlier, so maybe I won't bring it up, but it's just like the Des Ant May know she he's Spider Man, which is yes. Talked about that. So forever, man, it was supposed to be like people had always wanted Leo to be Spider Man. Really? What? Yeah, like in I the nine in the nineties they were like Leo, Leo. Oh, oh. In the nineties and then into the two thousands they wanted Leo to be Spider Man. That would be because they're about the same age. You think, think it would have been bad? I think it would be bad. Were they not? I think it would have ruined friends. Leo's career. Yeah, they're really good friends. Yeah. Those two guys in Wahlberg are good friends. I think it would have ruined Leo's career. Yeah. Maybe not ruined. Well, but it not maybe ruined, but it would have put a... These are some spicy takes here. Okay. Toby's films since Spider-Man. Like that stood out. These are very, very different actors. Though. I know. But We're talking about Toby McGuire versus like maybe the best actor of his generation. Okay, but did yeah. you know that at the time? I in 2004, he in 2004 he was like the biggest up and coming star. Departed was 2006. Yeah, he had done Titanic. He had done oh, Catch Me If You Can. He had done Games right. in New York. He done Once in Gilbert Grape. He done in Basketball Stories. He's done Romeo and Juliet. He was like up and coming by the. I didn't moment. know if he. I didn't know he did Catch Me If You Can. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's like a huge standout two, role for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Titanic was too, but like, yeah, yeah. Like going mono we mono with Tom Hanks, like in the early 2000s. That's a big huge. Game. Like just yeah. at the end of Tom Hanks's like yeah. '90s run, just at the end. That's a really good passing of the torch. Yeah. Movie now that I think. Yeah. Okay, we're off topic. Anyways, now, actually, right? those are all my plot hole questions because we were talking about Harry and Doc Ottav's Doc Ock's motives earlier. Okay. So we already brought that up, right? So, do you guys got anything else? I have so much here, bro. Okay. A lot. Let's let's hear them. Okay. All right. <clears throat> first things first. How does Peter's professor know who he is? Serious question. Yeah, he stands out to him, right? No, like he bumps into him, like on his way to class, and he's like, "Oh, I'm on your way." I'm just assuming that they they just assume that you would know that they, you know, 
they've chatted before because Parker's such a brilliant guy and would have had would have Dr. Carnes would know who he is based off his Based off of what? He doesn't come to class. He's failing. Like he's not handing stuff in. Bro, you're what do they tell you in high school all the fucking time? Your professors aren't gonna care about you. Your professors won't even know who you are. Bro, when I was going to school in person, I had professors that didn't know who I was. Yeah, I think they just assume that I think they just assume that you know that Dr. Connors and Parker have a previous relationship. I think it was more like they're trying to make university like high school. Yeah. For Spider Man. Didn't appreciate it. Um why does Spider-Man take his mask off so much while he's in the city? Particularly uh, when he's on his way to MJ's show and these guys like steal the car and are like shooting the cops or whatever and he goes, apprehends them, steals the car. Uh-huh. And while he's driving around in the Spider-Man suit, takes his mask off. What the fuck? Yeah, immaturity for sure. What the fuck? That is a, like, what are we doing? <laughs> um... Pretty sure that's not how a fusion reaction works. And if it's going to get tested, it's not going to get tested in a New York City sky rise. Tell yeah. you that. Mm-hmm. It's going to get tested underground in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Um, I've heard some pretty flimsy explanations for this, so I'm just going to throw this at you guys. Why are the bags of money filled with gold coins? Yeah, that's really Oh my god, I had that too. It's 2004. With dollar signs on it. Yeah. What are we? Like, we're yeah. A, we're in a cartoon. This is so cartoony. Like, this is SpongeBob. Like, <laughs> um, this is a big thing for me. Like, if you want to talk about like comic book accuracy and stuff, and this is a very big flaw with like Otto Octave. Oh, sorry, Doc Ock versus Spider Man. How does Otto survive getting punched in the face by Spider Man? In the yeah. comics, it is very, very clear that Spider Man is pulling his punches when he's fighting against like petty criminals and stuff because human beings could not survive getting punched in the face by Spider-Man as hard as he could. Like he's just, he's superhuman strength. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if he gets a clean hit on Otto Octavius, he's Kills punching him. his head off of his body. Mm-hmm. And like it show how they should have done it is that the mechanical arms just stop him from hitting Otto every single time. And Otto just kind of watches kind of like Gara from Naruto as like all the stuff just defends him. And in this movie, it's like, how how is all of a sudden Otto like going toe-to-toe with this dude? Yeah, that's true. Facts. Didn't like that. Um, in 2004, we're playing football on the moon? Yeah. What? I brought this up with yeah. <laughs> Ben too. I was like, yeah, this guy played on football moon? on the moon. Didn't you know? It's just low-key through. John Jameson? Yeah. It's like... I mean, about John Jameson, right? Yeah. 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 John Jameson played football on the moon. That's fucking cool. Do you think it's a bad joke or do you think it's true? Well, I, I think it's meant to be taken seriously yeah. in the movie. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like when when the in real life on the moon landing, like they kinda did some cool stuff and they hung out a little bit while they were on the moon. I don't think they played football. <laughs> but like we're going to the moon still in two thousand four? That's interesting. Yeah. Um I wanna talk about this real quick. Is MJ not Kristen Dunst, she's a good actress. Is MJ a bad actress? Oh, like the actress. Yeah. Because we see her yes. mess up twice in this movie. Yeah, no, and like, you know the guy off stage, it's like, really, yeah. and he's like the stage manager. Like, oh, the dude, line, she gets happen. fired instantly for shit like yeah, that. She doesn't, yeah. 
Like, he, like he that would never fly. Out. Like, you're just sitting there staring at somebody in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. She's a bad actress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, the yeah. real character. Yeah. And then uh, my last one was Peter falls off the top of an apartment building, lands on two cars. Cars are fine. And he just says, my back. Still has powers, I think. But they're not as powerful as they But do. the car thing should be, they should be smashed. Yeah. They, those cars, cars should be fucked up. That bothers me. All right. That's that's all I have see, for. Uh, I, to add to that, that, as well with the cars, great point. Because the same thing with the subway. They land on a subway train from like 15 stories and they yeah. just put a couple dents in it. Yeah, that's Are you kidding valid. me? You're going through that freaking thing. <laughs> now, now, a subway car is much tougher than like an automobile. But, but still, you yeah. got a guy with robotic arms. Yeah. yeah. You're going through that shit. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, so great, great call on the, the bank vault thing because I had the same thing as that. That's yeah, just that, so isn't that weird. ridiculous? Just like throwing coins <laughs> at Spider Man. That's that. like borderline insulting. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what? It just begs a cash sitting in a vault. Does not work like that. Like the worst, the worst, like the, well, the sad thing is, I shouldn't say the worst, the best reason I got is like these are coins found from a sunken pirate ship. And well, yeah. they're in the vault of the bank. That's a sh- that's somewhere. shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on. <laughs> um, and they didn't address it in the movie whatsoever, so. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tyler. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. It's all good, man. Um, so another point to you talking about Doc Ock and, like, Spider-Man hitting him. Great <laughs> add-on to that is when Spider-Man is fighting him the first time and when he has Mary Jane, he has his sunglasses on the whole time and Spider-Man's, like, throwing freaking cars and desks and punching him in the face his sunglasses don't break <laughs> and then mary jane comes in with an umbrella and hits him and his glasses sunglasses just shatter just his sunglasses just shatter oh my god this spider-man's beating the shit out of this guy <laughs> <laughs> like what oh no. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay these guys got a face of steel and his sunglasses oh are made of Gold or whatever. Got a chin like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry, I just I have one, one more. more. Um, so when Peter asks Harry where Doc Ock's lair is, how the hell does Harry know where his lair is? Yeah, that's true. He doesn't like Doc Ock visits him once about wanting tritium. Doesn't talk anything about where he's building this thing. Yep. And Peter asks Harry where's MJ, and boom, directs him yeah, to this abandoned hospital. <laughs> okay. Huge plot hole. Yeah. True. All right. Let's move to category six, freaks and geeks, where we completely nerd out with camera angles, weird quirks about the movie, etc., etc. At around 24 minutes, when Peter flips over an oncoming car, Tobey Maguire performed the stunt himself. A stuntman also performed it, but Sam Raimi thought Maguire's looked more natural, so he used his instead. Wow. The train fight between Doc Ock and Spider-Man was the idea of director Sam Raimi and the first major sequence to be filmed. Costume designer James Atchison made subtle changes to Spider-Man's costume from the previous film. The colors were made richer and bolder. The spider emblem was given more elegant lines. The muscle suit underneath was made into pieces to give a better sense of movement. And the helmet Tommy McGuire wore under his mask was also improved adding a false jaw for better movement and magnetic eyepieces, which were easier to remove. Hmm. For the sequence where Aunt May is taken hostage and later aids Spider-Man, Rosemary Harris performed the action scenes herself. I love the shot of the suit in the garbage. We talked about that earlier. Yep. And I also really like the shot of 
when Mary Jane kisses uh, Peter at the cafe and it's like zoomed in on her wedding, yeah. her wedding ring on his hand, holding his hand. Yeah. And it stays there for like an extra second mm-hmm. than usual. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that, oh, oh, that's cool. I like that shot. Yeah. Yeah. She's being a shady bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You guys got anything? Um, I have a couple. So I have another shot that I want to add in there. We were talking about it uh, a little bit too. Was when Harry was standing over Peter with his knife. Of this, the shot, the angle of the camera, which is very renowned to do, but having this power, this position of power, standing over somebody gives the viewer a sense of like I'm being dominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love shots like that. Every time I see it in a movie, I think it's just so well done. And uh, it gives, yeah, it gives a lot of power to the character. Of power Harry. struggle and yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, and I, I love that shot. Additionally, uh, William Defoe was not really originally supposed to be part of this, uh, this film at all. They He was actually walking by one night to his apartment and he saw the cast and crew filming nearby. He stopped by the set to say hello and the filmmakers decided to give him a cameo <laughs> appearance. They're just like, yeah, let's just write you in right now. That's awesome. That's sweet. So like that mirror scene was not supposed to have yeah. him in it at all, but they're just like, screw it. Let's get you in this oh for like the 10 God, seconds. Yo, what if that like bleeds into Spider-Man three and like is a reason why, like what if that's the reason that new goblin is even in Spider-Man 3 and like that's just another microcosm of, of the mess that turned out to be Spider-Man 3 like Yeah. Oh no. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy though just to be like walking by set like yeah. hey what's up? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm you want to come in? Do the yeah. shot like Wow. <laughs> okay. Mickey, you got any freaks and geeks? Um I I had some unanswerable questions and it's like I was trying I was We already did that category. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's up with that? No, like it was it was stuff that I wanted to like look into that I never got around to like finding the answers to, but like Doc Ock says his legs are impervious to heat and magnetism, so like I wonder what would happen if Doc Ock ran up on Magneto. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like, would Magneto be able to fuck Great with him? Great question. Or would he not be able to? And would that like lead to some like really cool fight scene between Doc Ock and Magneto? I, w- I don't know. I would. Hopefully, the nerds out there will be able to call me out for it. Um, Actually, in comic book seventeen, <laughs> in issue thirty-four, <laughs> edition. Okay, but uh. <laughs> uh and my other question was, what would happen if you drowned a fusion reactor like that? Like, is that I? That's it's a deep really river. How you're supposed to stop that, right? Like, yeah, it's like, super weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it didn't make a ton of sense to me. I'm not a nuclear physicist or anything, but. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. All right, let's go to category seven. Is the Brad Pitt Award for best quote? Let's throw it around the table again. Okay. I got a, it's a decent long one. He knows a hero when he sees one. Too few characters out there flying around like that, saving old girls like me. And Lord knows kids like Henry need a hero. Courageous, self-sacrificing people, setting examples for all of us. Everybody loves a hero. People line up for them, cheer them, scream their names, and years later, they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught them how to hold on a second longer. I get a glimpse of the... Uh, 
I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most, even our dreams. I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, and makes us noble. Oh, I already read, I read that twice. But yeah. And they spit in bars. Bars. That was amazing. Yeah. Um... Uh... When Peter's delivering the pizzas and then he changes out to uh, the Spider-Man costume. It's pizza time. <laughs> this guy's and like, that, he that, stole that, our yeah, pizzas. Like, Whoa. He stole that guy's pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Red to black guy coming in hot. Red to Brad Pitt award. Go, go um, I meant to mention this kind of like a little snippet. It's not really a scene uh, in, in like whatever, what we were talking about earlier. Uh, one of the categories. But this is so funny to me. He's like, he sees Peter do like his, he like flips over a car or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's these kids who are like, how'd you do that? Yeah. Uh, work out, plenty of rest, you know, eat your green vegetables. <laughs> Bro, when I That's was what like, my mom always says. <laughs> I just actually never believed her. <laughs> Bro, when I was like eight, that line was the shit. Like, yeah, that was so funny. So stuck with me. I was like, man, I gotta eat my green beans right now. <laughs> I love the. Parker! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson just screams and people come in the door. He's yeah. such a baller, man. Uh, I'll give you 150. 300. That's outrageous! <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, it's pizza time. Yeah. I don't have any more, so throw it around. Okay. okay. Uh, being brilliant isn't enough. You have to work hard. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Boss, your wife's on the line. She said she lost her checkbook. Thanks for the good news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, uh, wow, we're really going back and forth here. If you keep something as complicated as love deep inside, it'll make you sick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm out. That's Doc Ock. Okay, another Doc Ock. If you want to get a woman to fall in love with you, feed her poetry. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Doc deep Ock, stuff. Man, he knows what he's talking about. He man. knows what's up. Um... Nothing's worse than uncertainty. That's mm. Peter's doctor. Oh, that was actually a re- his doctor. That's a heat check bed. scene. That's a yeah. heat check scene for that random. That doctor. that yeah. doctor is a therapist. He doesn't he even low key. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> not even not credited. Even scrub. He's got like a tie dye t shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Not even doesn't get a name or anything like that. Yeah. And I love this line from Mary Jane at the end of the movie. I know you think we shouldn't be together. But can't you respect me enough to let me make my own decision? Mm. Agency. I love that. Yep. Really good line. That's my, that was my last one. All right, let's go to category eight. Oh, hold up, hold up. So what was the best line? What was the Brad Pitt award? Oh, I just like the Parker or like the get me Spider-Man. That's the <laughs> yeah. best. Yeah, screams up in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, guys got to let me have this one. It's, whoa, he stole that guy's pizza. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, category eight. Is the blind pig award for the character you would want to hang out with for one night and one night only? Bring the blind pig, have a good night. Just J. Jonah Jameson? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I think yes, he'd be awesome. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. This guy would be such a freaking racket to be with. Is he? I, I don't know if he'd be that fun. I oh, love J. Jonah Jameson. Let's have a beer with him. At the blind pig, though? I don't know. I feel like he'd be down. I also had the pizza guy that he works for. Aziz. Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I couldn't think of anybody for the big. <coughs> Did you have anyone talk? No, just Joe James, yeah. Jonah Jameson, just such a beauty. Category nine is the Al Pacino award for overacting. 
I just I had like Toby Maguire and Kristen Dunst, but I'm more given really? to Toby. Yeah, really. Like he's not great. Guys, yeah. I had James Franco, mm. and like I did. It was not hard for movie. me to come up with this one. I feel like he's he's bouncing back and forth between trying really really hard to be a dreamboat, and then being way too intense about Spider Man. Yeah. And like he's he's really like bouncing back and forth and going way too hard on both sides of the spectrum and I, I it was just taking me out of the movie, honestly. Yeah, like one minute he's fine and then next he just blows up on Peter at that party. Like, whoa, where'd this come from? Yeah. Dang. And like Ooh. even when he's sober sometimes, it's like, dude, like <laughs> Yeah, chill out. Breaks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um Yeah, I had like like toby he's just it's his acting and then we were talking about like his physical acting it's sometimes or in or with tenant and stuff like that like yeah. he yeah talked about physical acting or physi- a bit yeah we have in this part he is so fucking over the top with his movements man he's walking down the street he's just flinging okay, his arms around when he's, when he's spider-man or when he's peter no when he's peter okay that's like, that's an offense that's bad when he's spider-man it's different yeah rain drops keep falling <laughs> yeah. on my he's, head he's like, <laughs> his arms are swinging and i'm like dude you're such a loser <laughs> and like, it gets so much worse in the next yeah movie. <laughs> everyone is so bad for that and, but it, i don't even want to go there it doesn't even deserve <laughs> pr right now but like it's just like his movements are just so goddamn excessive because like i think that's important like for when you have the suit on because like when you can't see the person's face it's your physical acting that portrays what you're feeling and that's what barfield brought to the character really well is like how he could express his emotion with his body instead of like his facial expression and his tone of voice yeah like even when you mute the movie you can tell exactly how spider-man's feeling in the amazing Mm spider-man yeah but but yeah this movie yeah it, it as Peter Parker, it was just so goddamn over the top. Yeah. I just hated it. Mm. All right, let's go to get a category 10. is a McLovin Award for the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time, give or take 15 to 20 minutes. Briefly, uh, just quickly before I give you the nominees, is Rosemary Harris in it too much? Aunt May in it too much? Yes. Yeah, she's okay. in it quite a bit. Okay, she's out. Okay. So I'd say J.K. Simmons, Elizabeth Banks, Willem Dafoe. Probably just going to give it to J.K. Simmons, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's J. Jonah Jameson, and it's not close. No, he's, yeah. he stole he's the show, man, every yeah. single time. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Joel McHale, though, because I feel like he's a guy that would, like, win this award a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he's just that kind of dude to only show up in a movie for, like, ten minutes, but be hilarious and, like, <laughs> Joel McHale, yeah. And, like, he, he didn't do a ton of Joel McHale stuff in this movie. Like, you know who I'm talking about? He's, no, who's So Joel he was McHale? the bank teller. Oh and yeah, he's, he's in he's in he's community. In community. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. his big break. His community. Mm-hmm. That yeah. community was. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a really funny guy. He actually yeah. had his own TV show on MTV, and like all those Tosh like ridiculousness. I've always like those are insufferable. Like I hate them, but for whatever reason, like the Joel McHale show is actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it actually is funny. I did yeah. enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I do agree. 
Shout out Joel McHale. Yeah. But it, it's it's J. Jonah Jameson. It's J.K. Simmons. Yeah. He was in a, a bit in the new Spider-Man, right? Nowhere. No, no Way, way home. home, yeah. Really? But, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson's in No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought reporter, we were talking yeah. about Joel McHale still. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. J. Sure. Jonah Joel McHale Jameson. comes through the rings. And you're like, whoa, the big teller from Spider-Man 2. He's like, yo. <laughs> no, I, and I love that J. Jonah Jameson is back in the new Spider-Man. Like, he was in it for such a brief time, though. I wish he was in it longer. He was. He'll be back, dude. When he came away. at the end of uh, Far From Home, like the second one, I was losing my mind. Really, yeah. I was so fucking so awesome. So awesome. Yeah, um, we've talked like on the Dark Knight episode. I talked about how much I love J. Jonah Jameson and like how good. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop it. Category eleven is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time for somebody who has not seen this movie. Judge, do your thing. Okay. Order, order in the court. Judge residing. In the case of uh, the defendant not seeing the uh, Spider-Man 2, Judge, I sentence you to 22 years in prison. 22? Specific? Yes, 22 years. You'll do your time. You'll feel bad about it. And you will leave a different person. Wow. (laughs) Don't drop the soap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're up, Tyler. Okay. Order! Order at the court! I, the judge, find you guilty of 15 years. So pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. It's still a long time. Still, still wow. a long you time. You talk me down to that that number. Yeah. Wow. But, you know. I'm zagging. Mickey's going to go like a week. Zagging. Oh, yeah. So He's like six months probation. Before, before, the new, before the Tom Holland movies came out, I would be very much inclined to agree with you guys. But now that we have, like, the new superior Spider-Mans, mm. in my opinion, I, with this sentence being handed out today, I'm going to give five years with parole. The parole condition being if you have seen the other Spider-Man movies. Mm. If you've never seen a Spider-Man movie and you haven't seen this one, that's your five full. But, like, if you... If you've watched all the Tom Holland ones or, like, you uh, you started watching, like, later on and you just missed this series for whatever reason, then mm. then you could you could do your two and a half years and maybe with good behavior you could just get six months probation after that. And, and Call it a day. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go to category 12 is scenes you wish you saw. I just had like a maybe more like a Doc Ock Aunt May. I love when Aunt May meets the villains. Like mm. I really like the scene when like Green Goblin and Spider Man One like Defoe and her have a, like a little conversation. That, and when he comes over for dinner. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great scene. That. Anyway, so I like I would like that that conversation to be had. A little bit more character build up mm-hmm. for. Uh, or maybe Aunt May goes to meet with Otto Octavius and be like, "Yo, can you really help my son? Like, or my my nephew." Yeah, like get yeah, out of the, get, get out of this funk. Get out of this funk. Like he's he's struggling and blah blah blah. Yeah. To show how like genuine Octavius was before yeah. this mm-hmm. happened to him. That'd be good because he seemed like a really genuine good guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in No Way Home, when he's not being evil, he's actually a very a very good, good guy. character. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you guys have any scenes you wish you saw? I don't. Yeah. I, I had none. I said I had none. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, two hour and five minute movie. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't talked about length. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to category 13, the elevator pitch where we pitch each other a prequel, a sequel, or a Netflix series. I don't really, I don't have any because 
It's already been. There's been. Yeah, I was going to say paid. this is going to be a tough one. I'm yeah. excited to see what you guys got. I had nothing. Uh, I don't I even want to pitch anything. None as well. I said it's got tons of movies with different spinoffs. I'll tell you what they're missing, dude. Okay. What needs to be done. Whether, and you know what? They could even, with the multiverse and like the doors been opened with Doctor Strange and all that, it could very easily be like executed. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, they have they have the that little plot line. They have that plot line in uh, the Spider Verse, like the animation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's and they're the, making a second movie now yeah. too. And uh, Miles Morales's name has been like I think it was put on some like screen at some point throughout the movies. And Childish Gambino, shout out Donald Glover, plays Miles Morales's uncle mm-hmm. in Homecoming. Yeah. So oh. it's confirmed that Miles Morales exists. <laughs> In the MCU. Yeah, but we don't have Black Spider-Man yet. Mm-hmm. And that's my elevator pitch. Just like we have we have so many Spider-Man, Peter Parker stories. Do you think this is... Oh, what do you mean Black Spider-Man? Like Miles, Miles Morales. Morales is black. Oh, I, oh I see what you're saying. in an alternate universe is Spider-Man. Like in an alternate universe, Spider-Man is. is black. You already have that, don't and His name is Miles Morales. Yeah. He's in Spider-Verse. But he's not in MCU. Oh, the actual he's MCU. Not, he hasn't gotten the movie you. yet. He does I not have his own movie. Yeah. Okay. And he I should. see what you're saying. I think it would be awesome if they It'd did. probably be really good. Peter Parker has... Jeez. <laughs> Hold on. Does he have ten movies? Counting Civil War, he has nine. Mm-hmm. Right? Three, like movies that he's five, just in? Three, two, three, four. 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 Three plus Civil War. Do you count? Four. Yeah. Do you count? Oh, yeah, but then... Yeah. Infinity, Infinity War, War, Endgame. Endgame. Shit. No, he's got like 11 movies, man. Damn. Yeah. Okay, so he has all these movies. And Mi- Peter Parker has all these movies. And plus Miles the Morales. animation one. So, yeah, I guess. And okay. all the TV shows and all, all the that TV. shit. Yeah. Oh, Miles yeah, Morales. True. I haven't seen him in any movies. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. So let's get him a movie. All right, let's I go to category that. 14. Would you watch this as a Broadway <coughs> musical? Have you guys heard about the Broadway musical of Spider-Man? No, no. I mean, it was like really the biggest flop of all time. It was so bad. Wow. A guy who was playing Peter Parker uh, got paralyzed, I think, during a performance. Oh, my God. Because he was swinging. Like, they were doing it on stage, and the something broke, fucking fell, and, like, fucked him up. Oh, my God. He didn't have his superpowers, so he lost him at that yeah. point. <laughs> oh, my God. He's He's paralyzed. Paralyzed. I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure that it's paralyzed, but, like, really injured. Like, really, really That's so scary, And it was so bad. Like, the writing is so bad. I don't even want to talk about this category anymore. It's just really brutal. Good. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. I can't believe they even tried. Category 15 is Schindler's List to super bad rewatchability scale. With Schindler's List being a zero, great movie, never watch again. Super bad being a 10, we watch it over and over again. I'm going to put Spider-Man 2 kind of in, like, the 2-3 zone, especially with all the new Spider-Mans kicking around out there. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow! Don't need to go back to it too. Too, yeah. I'm not gonna not watch it ever again, but dude, don't need is to that rush the lowest you've put a movie so? Far? No, I did the <laughs> Tenant two weeks ago. I put it down to. Okay. Yeah, put it down to two or three. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. All right. What do you guys have? What you got? Talking? So when I was a kid, this used to be incredibly high. It was an eleven. Dude, it was <laughs> way up there. I watched this movie so much, like five, six times a year. Uh, loved it. I used to watch it with my family all the time. We love these series. Now, I am watching the new Spider-Mans, like, way before this. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even look at this as a movie. Mm-hmm. When we, when you mentioned it to me, I was like, shit, I haven't seen this movie. In years. In years. Because 
well, there's new Spider-Mans. I'm watching those. Those have more relevance. These are actually connected with the MCU and actually. All right, have- but before you tell us your score, though, outside of the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, is this the most rewatchable Spider-Man movie? As just within Tobey Maguire? No, with Andrew outside Garfield of too. Tom Holland. Any other? Oh, okay, so you're Andrew, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. Uh, and uh, Tobey Maguire. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at me, yes. And I'm saying no. You like the wow, first Andrew which Garfield? Which one would you rather watch? Andrew Garfield, first one. Wow. Yeah. I know. So where would you put it on the list? So on the list for me, it's like a two. Yeah, that's fine. Wow. Yeah. How about you, Mick? You're down I there too. I wasn't as harsh as you guys. Oh. Sorry, man. Uh, on a scale of super bad to Schindler's List, I <coughs> placed it. Below old school and above Whiplash, mm. so it's actually it's actually my third lowest like score. Yeah, like a four, like a, a four four and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so we're all in that same sort of ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I feel, so like for context, like seven is my is at my bottom, but like it ain't no Schindler's List. Yeah, <laughs> so like <laughs> the seven, like I could watch it again in a couple years and like. I wouldn't say get enjoyment out of it, but like it's a it's a great movie and I could appreciate it for what it yeah. is. So like I gave seven a two point five. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to category sixteen, the MVP of the movie, whether that be an actor, an actress, director, screenplay writer, cinematography, score, anything. Uh, Sam Raimi, Stan Lee, yeah, and Alfred Molina. Those would be my three nominees. Oh. So I nominated Doc Ock and Stan Lee. Yeah. As well. Uh, Probably Stan Lee for me. Probably. That yeah. is a great. I didn't even think of Stan Lee, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I, honestly, it takes a cake for me. But I could have swore he had a cameo in this movie. He did in the first five minutes. He did. Yes, he did. What, what does he do? I can't remember. He was on what the he street. Does. Was yeah, a street? Hey, I swear, yeah. some there's like rubble falling yes, from a building and he pulls he, somebody away. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. at the cars. Yes. yes. When they're he's fighting Doc. I thought. I, think, for the first I time. thought that was him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. No, that that is right. He's on the street. Whatever. Cool. Uh. But yeah, I had J.K. Simmons in this one as well. Oh, good one. He's really He's off the bench, man. We can give him the McLovin Award, which is ironic because I gave McLovin the MVP in Superbad. But like, we can give him the McLovin Award, but I don't think he deserves the no? MVP. Yeah. He's just, he stands out. I'm not saying I would I would just, just throw him in there. You bro, know? He, he came onto the court, played for five minutes, and dropped like 15 points. But like, you can't be the MVP if yeah. you got 15 points. Like, yeah. So, uh, you guys think Stanley? Yeah, I actually agree with that highly. I really like that. All right, boys, we did Spider-Man. And we're going to be back next week with the season finale to season four. And it's going to be a great one, one I'm really looking forward to. So, I'll give you a quote, and then we'll see you next week. The general who became a slave. The slave who became a gladiator. The gladiator who defied an empire. Striking story. But now, the people want to know how the story ends. Only a famous death will do. And what could be more glorious than to challenge the Empire himself in the great arena? See you next week for another pod. Peace out. You're still here? It's over. Go to bed.
Go to work. Go. I'll be here next week. Go. Bye.